What's up, everybody? This is Brian from Positivity Unleashed Podcast, LLC, and you're listening to the Positivity Unleashed Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Clark. What's going on today, man? Hey, everybody. Nothing much. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, super excited. We got episode four here today, and um, I'm going to throw it to you, Clark, to uh, to take a hold of this one from the start. All right. So we wanted to do a special episode to introduce the podcast a little further, introduce ourselves. So if you are new to the podcast, you are curious, who are these guys? What's their shtick? This is the episode for you. Um, you can always come back to this episode and listen to it uh, to kind of get our background. So basically for this episode, we'll be introducing ourselves, talking a little bit about our backgrounds, and then talking about what inspired us to start the podcast and of course, as always, what we want our audience to really get out of the podcast and the big takeaways there. And we plan on going on some fun tangents in this one uh, as we tell our stories. So look out for that. There will be some fun takeaways, I think, here and there. We've got some <laughs> good topics. So yeah, let's start it off. I guess I'll take it away with my, my own backstory a little bit. This is kind of the the story I like to tell during interviews of, you know, the classic, Clark, tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I I grew up I grew up in the Silicon Valley in California. And having grown up there, I was really inspired by the entrepreneurship culture that was surrounding me. I mean Anyone who knows, I mean, it's the technology capital of the world it's where everything began. I mean, it's the reason we have Apple, it's the reason we have Google and thousands and thousands of other startup companies. And I used to find books like around my dad's office on entrepreneurship and I'd pick one up. And I remember I picked up a, a venture capitalist book and I read that book cover to cover. And it was just so cool to hear these stories of like investing in... Uh, these companies that we know and love that started out in the area that I grew up in. And mm -hmm. so I was very inspired by that. And so on top of that, growing up in the Silicon Valley, I had a lot of friends whose parents were VCs. And so I, at the time in high school, especially, I wanted to be a venture capitalist. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm interested in. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> I was in hindsight, I was just a maybe naive, like, hyper motivated high school student, you know, but I mean, we shouldn't crush those dreams. I, it's what I wanted at the time, but I was very fortunate to get to meet with VCs and have those conversations. And that's just funny. What's funny now looking back is like for entrepreneurs, it's really difficult to um, meet with VCs, especially of like this caliber. <laughs> like it's really hard to talk to these guys. Like they are very network centric. So I was very fortunate for that, but they gave me an interesting piece of advice because I was in high school. I think I was like a junior at the time having these conversations and they're saying, Clark, you know, you can teach business to um, anyone with a technical degree, but it's really hard to do it the other way around. They're like business. You're going to learn business from doing business. Um, but, you know, go, go do something that really interests you and inspires you. And at the same time, 
junior year of high school, I was taking AP biology and growing up, I was always interested in like biology and animals, but I, um, I wasn't super into it, but AP biology, I had a really good professor who was one of those professors that just inspired me. And it's funny because some people hated this guy. They were like, he's super <laughs> hard. He's a hardo, but I loved listening to his lectures and I was just really inspired by learning about biology and learning about the world through the lens of biology and science. And so mm -hmm. at the time I was like, this is what I want to do. Like I wanted to go into like biomedical engineering and I want to go do venture capital in biotech. That's mm. like where I had my sights. And my path, of course, did not take a straight line at all. <laughs> I get to I get to college and um, Stony Brook University and uh, I realized that biomedical engineering is really hard. <laughs> you know, really, really difficult thing. So I ended up switching to regular biology. And of course, my path took a turn. I ended up doing a specialization in neuroscience. And part of the inspiration for that was like, someone recently asked me, like, why neuroscience of all things? And my answer to that is, the more I learn about neuroscience, the more I learn about myself how I work. It's almost like reverse engineering how people operate and how people work. And then I also get to understand how other people work. You know, there's the neuroscience part of it. There's the psychology part of it. And then on top of all of that, what I think is cool about neuroscience is that you get, you have to know just a little bit of every other science. Like you need to know physics to some degree. You need to know um, chemistry to some degree. Like you need to know everything. It's very integrative that's a word, <laughs> integrative, integrative. <laughs> right, you have to integrate, you integrate a lot of different sciences into one. And I thought that's really cool because it's like, you know, it's almost like everything is coming together in the brain. So during my college career, I made this decision. I was like, you know, I don't know if venture capital is really where I want to go in my career. Like it, it would be cool to do investing. That's what it is. Is For me, I was like, ah, it's kind of just investing. And like, yeah, you got to research, you know, it's very network based and you know maybe someday that is where i want to go i don't know i wouldn't put it out of the question but i made a decision i was like no i want to stick with this plan of of just doing biology learning neuroscience and so at the end of my college career i kind of decided like i've learned neuroscience from the textbook but i have no idea what neuroscience looks like today and mm. so that is what inspired me to go get a master's in neuroscience. And I went and did that in New York City. And that's when I, I mean, that really took my neuroscience knowledge from the textbook to like learning what the techniques are and um, what, like where we are in research and how our understanding of the brain uh, kind of exists today. Like I, I had a finger on the pulse all of a sudden of like what neuroscience research looks like today. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. So I kind of kept following that passion. And then towards the end of the degree, I made a career. I'm, I still did what those VCs in high school told me to do, which was go from the technical side to the business side. So mm -hmm. I I made this big 180 switch right after my master's where instead of instead of doing something really neuroscience heavy, I went into sales at tech companies and I did it for I think two or three it's been like yeah, two and a half, we'll say two and a half tech <laughs> two and a half tech companies uh, where I was doing outbound sales and that 
and for startups as well. And so that really got me thrown into the fire of like, as everybody says in the startup world, like you wear a lot of hats. So I was like, I was doing marketing, I was doing product stuff. Um, I did some managing. I, yeah. And that brings me to today where I've actually recently gotten back into neuroscience. Um, and so I've kind of melded the two worlds. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's basically my career journey. But in order to kind of accomplish all these things, like it does take a level of, um, hmm, what's the right word for this? It takes a level of like, I, just staying motivated, I guess, to be able to accomplish these things. Like passion only kind of takes you so far, right? And you do need to stay motivated and inspired. And so that's where kind of the self-help stuff really came in. Uh, where like, you know, I have a brain, but you got to maintain it. <laughs> you have to maintain your brain. You have to maintain, uh, it takes a lot of maintenance to to live really. And so that's where the self-help piece came in. And that's where I started consuming a lot of, um, kind of self-help content um, on YouTube, from books. It was always something kind of on the back burner for me. And so throughout my journey, maybe learning about neuroscience and meditation and self-help stuff, in a way, I, at this point, I have kind of taken it as my own and processed it. And I feel like those are the insights that I want to bring to this podcast and, and share with the world. So uh, that is my long but true story <laughs> of how a little bit how I got here. So um yeah, Brian, you want to pass it pass yeah, it to I mean, you. It makes a lot yeah. of sense. I mean, knowing you for for some time now and knowing like who you are, um, I could see young Clark picking up those books and, and wanting <laughs> to get into it and, and getting excited. Um yeah. that you know I'm I'm very proud of you, man. I know you've you've had a long journey. It's been a lot of hard work, especially school and then your masters. Um, but really proud of you, man, to, to where you, you've gotten to and that you were able to incorporate uh, your neuroscience background uh, into a position that's allowing you to dive deeper into that yeah. and, and kind of get the best of both worlds for you and what you're yeah. enjoying. So thank you, Brian. I really appreciate that. Of course, man. Of course. Um, yeah. So my background um, grew up uh, in New York, in Long Island. Uh, I. Uh, always was kind of in these leadership positions. I have two younger brothers, so I kind of was always a little bit of a leader to them, right? Uh, and then um, as I, I started going through through high school, middle school and high school, I was, I was always playing sports. Um, I was between soccer, lacrosse, basketball, volleyball, football, um, played a lot of sports growing up. Uh, once I was in high school and like playing for varsity, I was captain of the soccer team on my varsity team. Um, also played on a club team, also played on the varsity uh, lacrosse team. Um, so I've, I was always really big into sports and competitiveness and, and also had a leadership aspect to it um, with, with certain positions that I had and, and things along those lines. Um, so uh, that kind of really built a good foundation for me. I would say, you know, I think sports are really important for, for, for kids. I think, um, you know, I think they, they give a lot of different qualities or teach a lot of different qualities to them that help them as they start to develop and become older. I know it did for me and my brothers. So I would say, uh, I talk about with my wife a lot. Uh, our kids will definitely be having a, kicking a soccer ball around as soon as they can. <laughs> I know it'll be, it'll be good for them. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but, um, yeah, so, uh, so 
always kind of played sports, uh, always kind of was in these leadership positions. And then um, as I got into college, uh, I actually uh, became an orientation team leader, uh, orientation leader, and was promoted to orientation team leader after my first year, uh, where I was in charge of helping to facilitate uh, orientation for new students that were coming into uh, into the university. Um, so that in itself taught me a lot about leadership and kind of helped build me uh, into kind of the, the leader I was at that point and then learning more about that and, and holding more different kind of positions, a lot more public speaking things and things I hadn't done before, which was really cool and helped me develop a little bit further. Um, and then after college, um, I, I studied economics, actually. Um, I got my bachelor's in economics, and I, I, I always had been in sales positions for the most part growing up, um, and I, I wanted to kind of stay in that. I always liked sales. It's, it's, it's always been kind of a passion of mine. I find it very exciting. It's fun. Um, so I kind of took that and ran with it, and uh, I actually landed a leadership position that was in sales. Uh, I became a sales supervisor, and um, – from there, I was able to really start kind of honing in on, on different skills needed to be a leader in, in a business aspect. Um, There's definitely a lot to learn um, between, you know, change management, people management, uh, you know, having empathy towards your representatives. You know, you have, uh, you know, depending on, on what kind of leadership position you have or how many people you're working with, you have usually at least a few to many different personalities that you're working with. And it's important to be able to dive into what those personalities are and how to work with them accordingly in a professional way that, you know, there's a, there's a good relationship there. Um, so, uh, was able to really hone in a lot of skills there, um, and kind of been moving through my career and I'm, I'm still a sales supervisor today. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been a really, really good experience. I've definitely learned a lot. And, um, that's, that's been kind of my journey with, with leadership goes now, as far as kind of what inspired me to want to, do this with Clark and then to really kind of put this out to the, to the world is, um, you know, I've come being in these leadership positions. I've always been in a place where my two passions again, was, was kind of sales, but then the other aspect of was, it was leadership and like helping people and helping them develop or helping them to get better and like putting in the work into those people. Because one of the most fulfilling things for me was watching those people go from maybe not being able to do something or struggling or something, or, you know, really ambitious to make a lot of money or be successful in the role to accomplishing those things. And then coming to me and being like, thank you for helping me get there. That was it for me, right? Like that's what inspired mm -hmm. me to like, want to keep doing that and keep helping people and watching these people be able to develop and get better. And again, get through their problems. Maybe they're going through or, or achieve any goals that they were going after. So when I was in college, I actually uh, started a, uh, a social media platform uh, or a page on a platform rather uh, called positive Brian, where I was, I was putting out videos every week and um, you know, multiple times during a week. And they were short little messages just about like different aspects of life, whether it was about you know, appreciation perspective uh, about, you know, different motivation for the day or, or different techniques to use throughout your week. Um, and, and that kind of, started it for me where I, I really was enjoying doing that. I was getting a lot of positive feedback from friends and family that really enjoyed those videos and, and, uh, said, you know, that I'm really happy that you're doing this, you know, because I feel like, you know, this is something that's positive and it's, it's making a difference for people. And that's what it was for me. And that, that really inspired me. Um, and 
kind of led to me furthering my journey with wanting to get more and more into this of, of helping people using self-help, learning about mindset shifts and, and how to train your, your mind to, to work for you in the sense of not letting anxiety or stress or things negatively impact you, but how to spin them in a positive way. Um, and, and just really use these different resources, skills, knowledge, ideas, uh, to really give them back to everyone else. So mm. that's kind of my journey that kind of led me to, to where I was in the position with meeting with Clark and, you know, yeah. making sure we, we set this up and, and use both of our brains together, uh, to, <laughs> to come up yes. with, with this podcast and these ideas to, to, to give out to the, to the rest of the world, to, to help them be in a better place or, or achieve their goals or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know, listening to your story now, if there's, one thing I've always known about you is Brian has a really kind heart. And what I hear from that story is that you have always, you've always came from the perspective of helping others. And like you said, that gives you a lot of fulfillment and it's a beautiful thing. It takes a special person though, to really take it where you've taken it. And not everyone just starts posting Instagram uh, videos of themselves, like saying positive things just to, just to lift someone up. And I would say, I'm one of those people. I would watch positive Brian and go like, I would, it's so funny to me. Like I would have just like have a bad day. And like, you know, mm. sometimes you'd say something just like, like you say at the end of the videos, keep on smiling. And that would just like change the course of my day. So it, it definitely works. <laughs> it definitely yeah. works. And you've done an amazing job at, uh, I guess throughout your life, just helping others. I appreciate that, man. That that means a lot. Those words, honestly, hearing those, especially from you. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. At the end of the day, like I'm sure you'll agree, like we're not perfect, right? Like we we definitely made mistakes, and um, there's definitely decisions I've made that you know have led me to making better decisions and and being a better person and and figuring out like what did I do wrong here, you know, and things like that. And uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, I think it's. I want to say it's Tony Robbins that says this quote, but I'm, I'm definitely butchering it. Um, something along the lines of, uh, you know, making bad decisions helps you to then make better decisions, right? Yeah. So like it's through those bad decisions that you make or those wrong ones or whatever it may be, such as, you know, I, you know, didn't set an alarm clock, right? I made a bad decision of, of forgetting to set an alarm clock and then I wake up for work and then I got in trouble, right? Mm. Like, I made that mistake once early on in my career and I've never, I said, my wife makes fun of me because I have like six alarms that go off in the morning, like <laughs> all one minute after each other. Cause like, yeah. I, I just, you know, I don't want to ever be in that position again. You know, I learned from that right. bad choice of, of forgetting to, to set that, that now I'm very yes. conscious of it and I make better decisions now. Right. Yes. Um, so I think that's something I, I just, I want to throw out there is like, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to get from where you were to where you are now for both of us, I know. And many people yeah. out there that are probably listening to this are, are in the same boat. Um, but it's important, I think, to keep learning, keep growing, keep identifying these things so that you yeah. can be, make better decisions, be a better person, do the right things, um, and, and just give back as much as you can. Because I think at the end of the day, right, I think you know, we, we live in this world and there's, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on in this world. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of bad stuff. And like, if we each can just do our part to just try to be good freaking people, um, you know, to I each think, other to each I other. That's, I think that is the key to all of this. I mean, like 
you know, sometimes when you study the brain, it gets very like insular. Like you just think, okay, I'm a brain in a black box. This is all I am. This is my biology. But once you realize, wait a minute, like somewhere along, somewhere along the way, like humans are special because we have friends and we can help others. And like Mm -hmm. you start to realize, I think there probably is science that supports this, that like that's, it's like you said, it's one of the most fulfilling things in the world to like watch someone do better than they were before because you helped them. Yeah. Like, and you have a whole career based off that. I have seen it in my own life actually recently helping, helping a a salesperson along their journey. And, Mm -hmm. uh, he, like this person got their first win recently and I felt good about that. You know, it's like I helped this person do that. I and I empowered this person to to get this win, and that's just mm-hmm. so worth it. So, awesome. Um, I would like to steer the conversation back a little bit because you know you were mentioning leadership a lot, and uh, I think you know as this like we'll we'll, we'll say episode four is a backstory, right? The backstory of Positivity Unleashed podcast. How did how did we meet? Um, I don't know if you want to take this one or I want to take this one, but we met at Stony Brook University. Uh, we were both doing a minor in leadership um, at the time, and I I signed up for leadership as a recommendation from my from a friend of mine who was like, "Oh, you should take leadership." And I was like, "That's per- perfect because <laughs> I'll, I'll get an easy A." And then I started getting into it. And I was like, "This is the coolest minor I could have taken." Like, I mm-hmm. I loved it. I mean, we had really good teachers, but. Uh, but yeah, that's that's initially how we met. And um, what I thought was cool about the leadership class was that we were studying leadership from like an academic perspective. It was like, you know, we had assignments that were like uh, pick pick a leader from a religious group or pick a leader from a political group and analyze their leadership style. Like how how do they go about their leadership? Are they dictator style or are they more of like a servant leadership? And I thought that was really interesting because it helped me figure out what kind of leader do I want to be? And why is this so important? Because people get into leadership positions without studying this stuff. And when that happens, they end up being fascist. (laughs) (laughs) They end up being dictators, right? Because they don't know how to lead and they don't know how to manage. They've never kind of done that work of seeing like what makes a good leader. They don't ask themselves these questions. They just get, you know, sometimes they get into powerful positions without even doing this work and they, they botch it. They botch it pretty bad because they don't really know. So yeah, I'll pass it to you if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, looking back at, at that class that we took and, and and being in leadership together, I mean, was a really cool experience. One, because I think we had really great uh, – we, we technically only had two professors because one of them taught three of the classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the other one taught the rest. But um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, we really had two. But the, I mean, that first one we had for the first three classes, he was just – such an awesome professor. Um, yeah. He he took a very different perspective, I think, to how he was teaching us. But to your yes. point, Clark, right? Like it was a very academic approach and, and helped us to analyze leadership in a different aspect. Yeah. Um, definitely learned a lot from it. And I would say uh, it, it definitely steered me in the direction of learning more about myself 
mm-hmm. and how I am as a leader and how I've, how I've led in the past as well and kind of taking an analytical approach to like my past leadership and what I've done and, and what I could do differently moving forward because of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of going into my first kind of big career after college, um, I used a lot of those techniques from that class um, mm-hmm. going through that um, a lot, you know, with professionalism and leading other people and just working really hard in those positions to learn as much as possible. Uh, and I think it was, it was a, a really important thing. And I think to your, your original point, right? Like not everyone really studies leadership before they, they get into a leadership position. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay sometimes, right? Like I think yes. like you, you don't yes. have to take a college course or a yeah. college yeah. No, minor or whatever to, yeah. to become a leader. Um, I think there's many different resources out there that can help you get into that and to have you have a, a different mindset on it. Um, yeah. But uh, I think to your point, Clark, right? Maybe maybe not necessarily taking a course or something, but learning more about it on your own before you jump into it, because it is a it is a very uh, big responsibility to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know we. As as uh, our our professor said to us, right, we're running out of leaders in in uh, in the world, right? Um, and I think the point he's trying to make is similar to what you're saying: is sometimes we have people that just jump into these positions without doing the research into what kind yeah. of responsibility it is and how to do it at a high level that's going to yield top performing results yeah. um, and make sure that you yourself and your team are being successful in, in whatever it may be. Exactly. You said that very well. You said that very well. So there are two uh, takeaways that I just thought of that I'd like to um, pass over to our audience here that I got from the leadership class that we took. Um, The first one is this concept, a leadership style called servant leadership. And the idea behind this is that you are, as a leader, serving your followers, right? Like leadership is all about having a leader with followers. And you are usually working as a team to guide your followers to some sort of success, right? And so like in a managerial position, basically servant leadership would look like this. Like you want to give everything you can to your followers and entrust them. There is a a high amount of trust that you need to have in this relationship to empower them and give them what they need to succeed. Um, And this takes a lot of, it takes patience um, and guidance. I think that's the thing. Like servant leadership is not a complete hands-off approach where you say, Hey, go, good luck. But because you still need to, you still need to lead them to a certain goal, right? A certain goal or path. But at the same time, you're not like micromanaging them every step of the way and not giving them what they need to succeed. It's really about empowerment. For me, that was powerful. Um, The second thing that I really took away from this course um, was actually the homeworks themselves. Because basically what our homework was, uh, I think in one of the classes every week was you know, we would, we would study a leadership style, like servant leadership, and we would do a reflection of how did we implement this in our own week? How was this relevant to our week? And what was beautiful about that is that for the first time kind of in my life, like I wasn't really a journaler or anything or a diary. I never really had a journal or a diary. <laughs> like it was the first time that 
I really had to think deeply about like, what did I do this week? How, how did I use leadership in my week? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, this is something I actually currently am, am, I'm doing a little bit, but I'm not doing it as a practice. And I would say for our followers, this is a do as I say, not as I do currently <laughs> uh, takeaway is that reflection is very powerful. And mm-hmm. looking back on your day, de- you could do this on your day. You know, what were the takeaways from the day or what were the takeaways from the week? Look back, analyze it because it's it can be easy to just float through life, not ever looking back and reflecting. And when you do that, you don't really learn and learn from your mistakes. And you might catch stuff that you did really well and give yourself a pat on the back for that. Um, so Brian, I'll pass it to you. Like, was there any, I don't want to put you on the spot, but was there any, oh, like, was there any takeaways uh, from this class that you think maybe our listeners could benefit from? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of takeaways. Um, I'm going to kind of spin it in a different direction in a second, but I'll, I'll kind of start with with answering your question first. And I'll, I'll say yeah. it in the sense that, again, kind of a lot of the things I learned was was how to be an effective leader in my career. And, and that's kind of where I took these lessons and these techniques to. Um, a lot of them had to do with uh, making sure I was identifying the people I'm working with, how to motivate them correctly, uh, how to identify different personality types and how to have emotional intelligence. I think that that's a big mm-hmm. one, right? Because I think as a leader, uh, it, especially when you're working for like a corporate business, it, it can be very easy sometimes to get lost in the numbers and the results, right? Because we, we want to make sure our team's mm-hmm. performing and hit their yeah. targets and hit the results, right? Um, but we can't really forget about the fact that, you know, we're, we're people and our, and our, you know, our team members are people and they have lives and, you know, it's, it's important for us to, to make sure we're, we're giving back to them in a sense of that emotional intelligence and being aware of, of how they're feeling in the moment and how they're feeling in their day and checking in on them. And if something's going on in their lives, to try to be that shoulder for them when they need you. Because um, well, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we, we do have a job to perform and like we're, we're at work for a reason. Like it doesn't mean we're robots and that we don't have emotions and feelings and lives and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's kind of the aspect of it I'll, I'll kind of talk about is how it's how it's kind of led into my career and, and what it's done and and how it's given back to me. Um, the kind of side I want to spin it to is is in the sense of what others can take away from this podcast, because, mm-hmm. yes, this is a lot about us and our background. But I do want to give some stuff back to our yeah. audience about positivity as well and and stuff for your mindset and since we're talking a lot about kind of leadership and careers and backgrounds and things like that i kind of want to give some stuff that i've experienced slash learned over the years about myself and about others on my team of of being a leader for them and things that could help you um so first and foremost i will say um it's very important to really start off your week well right? Um, Make sure when you start the beginning of your week, you go into it with a mindset of brand new week, fresh slate. Let me wipe off the dust of whatever last week was, whatever happened over the weekend, whatever's been on my mind, and let me start brand new fresh today, right? And a good way of doing that is kind of similar to what you were saying, Clark, which is some sort of journaling or something, right? Like write down physically what your goals are, what your intentions are for the week, what you're looking to get out of it. And these aren't necessarily expectations for yourself, but they are goals that you're setting of trying to get after and something you're looking to do for yourself or for your career that week or, or for your job or school or the gym, whatever it is, 
right? Um, really start off your week right by, by, by kind of nailing down what you're looking to achieve this week, what you're looking to do. And again, starting off with a clean slate. You know, whatever happened last week is it's gone, it's off. This is a brand new week for you, new opportunities, new objectives, whatever it may be, right? Um, kind of second piece I'll throw into there is something we've talked about a lot, but I want to kind of continue talking about this is kind of your health and making sure your health is also in the right place throughout the week. It, it's very easy when we get into our day to day, running around, running errands at your job, at school, at the gym, whatever it might be, um, that we kind of can lose track sometimes of the important aspects to make sure your week is being set up for success. So making sure that you're eating the right things that need to be eaten, trying to eat as healthy as possible, getting the right amount of sleep, making sure you're exercising, things like that can be very, very important to your day-to-day um, when you're going throughout your week as well. Um, and kind of another aspect I will say to this, um, you know, don't be afraid to jump into something new. So what I mean by that, right, is like, while I've always been in uh, different kind of sales positions. I never really had like a phone sales job, if that makes sense. I was always in person and I was always talking face-to-face with people and doing that. And like a new aspect when I started after college was I was doing phone sales. And that was a very different thing for me. And um, it's something I, I had to adjust to pretty quickly. But it ended up being something I liked a lot more because mm-hmm. I just found it a lot easier um, to be able to talk to multiple people and to really schedule my day in a, in a different way. And mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. So one thing I'll throw out to everyone out there is don't be afraid to also try new things, whether that's in your career, whether that's hobbies, whether that's you know going to the gym or doing something else. Like Don't be afraid to try new things and see how it ignites something different inside of you. And kind of one of the last things I'll, I'll throw out there is something that you said earlier, Clark, was about passion and mm-hmm. kind of a little controversial, I guess, to what you said. But I, I would say that mm-hmm. I think passion is one of the most important things, I think, when it comes yeah. to your career and, yeah. and what you want to do with your life. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, if, if you're just signing up for a job for a paycheck or you're just doing something with the intention yeah. of like just trying to get paid out or something like that or just trying to get something out of it um, – I, I don't believe you're going to always have that motivation for it. it it's eventually going to fizzle out yeah. um, or, or it, it, it tends to, right? I think if you can find something that you are extremely passionate about and you might not find it right away, right? Like it might take you time to find the right thing that you're passionate about. But when you do find that thing you are passionate about, chase it, right? Chase like – I know it's like the common like you know typical like, oh, chase your dreams kind of thing. But like it's actually like very much true in my opinion. Like if you really want something, you can go after it and you can 100% get it. But you got to put the work and you got to put the effort in and there has to be that passion there for it. Yeah. So – kind of similar kind of full circle leading back to this that's what kind of led to me and clark doing this podcast also it's like me and him both have a high level passion for self-help for helping people out for relaying our experience and knowledge out to other people and that's what led me and clark to like putting in the time effort and work to get to this point where we're able to record episodes and put them out to you and be able to really enjoy what we do with one another 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I am going to maybe dis- respectfully disagree with you on Please. some of the points on some of the points there, but I don't want to actually lose the steam of the fact that, yes, we are both passionate about this and that's what's driving us, I think, to keep going and, and like you said, putting the work to do it. Um, I think there's like context. There's like a context to this because different people, I think, follow passions in different ways. And let me explain this because when it comes to our careers, for example, when I first started my career, I was like, is this it? Is this really what I'm passionate about? And I was talking to a buddy of mine who said, you know, his, his father's really successful in um, entrepreneurship. Mm. And like he started a company, he had a successful exit and it's like, that's all you can really wish for. Right. But you ask the question, well, were you passionate about it? And his answer is like, yes, but it's not so much about like waking. It's not so much about waking up and being like, woohoo, like this is, this is like what I was born to do. This is like, I'm super passionate about this. It's more that he, he works to he works for a purpose right which is important so he worked towards something that was meaningful it wasn't completely out of out of passion but it's more to enable him to do things that he is passionate about and mm. so so i think when it comes to career it's like if you absolutely hate um I'll just take sales as an example. If you absolutely hate sales and you become a salesperson just for the check, yeah, like you said, you're going to fizzle out. Like you're going to hate it every single day. And like, yes, the but the point is like, you know, maybe that person is doing it so that they can start a family or um, for me, play music all day or start a podcast, <laughs> start a podcast. Like, you know, right. like we don't, I guess my point is we don't have to love our job. We don't have to wake up every day saying like, Oh, I, I love this. You know, like I'm a tax accountant. This is my favorite thing in the world. It's like, you know what? Maybe you became a tax accountant cause you're good at numbers and you do become passionate about these things over time. But I think for our listeners out there, the takeaway is like, you don't need to know like, if you if you love music, you don't need to quit your job right now and you know start um, producing music every day. I mean, you can if you want. If you're like this is you know this is really it. But like, I think my point is like you know you can work a job that maybe helps other, puts you in a leadership position that you can find meaning in it, find purpose, and you're not going to like love it every day, but you will be able to start a podcast or start that band or write that book, right? It'll empower you to do it. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, th- I think you're not, you're not wrong, Clark. I don't necessarily <laughs> fully disagree with you or anything. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're right. Like, I think there is context to it. I think at the end of the day, to your point, maybe it's, 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 I think one of the best points you made was right. Like don't drop your job tomorrow and just start mm-hmm. like, trying to do this other thing right like this is something that if it is a passion like it again it does take work and effort and like a lot of thought behind it right like again like me and you didn't overnight start this podcast right like Mm -hmm. we had months and months and months that we worked on it met discussed things came up with agreements you know wrote out papers like Mm -hmm. we had a lot of work that led up to us getting to this point but we knew that 
in doing so, we'd be able to have something that we'd be proud of, one, but also yeah. we're, something we're passionate about and we know we'd be enjoying doing. Like, we don't come into this thinking like, oh man, I got to record an episode. Like, me and you come into this like, yeah. dude, we're doing this episode today. <laughs> like, this is going to be awesome. Like, we're talking yeah. about this. Like, I'm super excited to talk about it. Like, we have our own points. Like, you know, so like, it, it comes down to the fact, I believe that, you know, if it, I think passion is very important. I think it plays a very big piece yes. into what's going to make you happy and what you're doing. And mm-hmm. listen, at the end of the day, like to take us your point, Clark, right? Like you don't necessarily have to do something that you're super passionate about if you don't want to. If you find something that you you enjoy and yeah. you know you're making good money and you're it's allowing you then to be able to do your passions yes. um, on the side or or be able to have the kind of life that you want, then that's important as well. Um, so. I guess take those different points into it as right. you well, a little grain of salt no, with all of it. <laughs> I think to, but I think, you know, I think the core point that we both agree on is that you should 100% let your passion guide you. Do that work to figure out what your passions are. Like reflect, as I was saying, mm-hmm. reflect, find out what your passions are. Maybe it's music. For us, it's positivity and self-help and helping other people. Mm-hmm. And let that guide you. Let that guide you, but make a plan. Don't, don't be impulsive about it. Um, really strategize and make a plan to how you're going to follow that passion. And it's not going to be fun all the time. You know, like we had to do a bunch of legal work to get here. And as we were, <laughs> as we were doing all the legal work and the paperwork and all that stuff, like, uh, I remember tell, I remember being on the calls with you and being like, I wish we could just start recording because <laughs> that's, <the fun laughs> that's the fun part. Doing this is the fun right, part. So, right. You know, but so, yeah. Yeah, follow follow your dreams, but make yeah. a plan. Make a plan. Execute on that plan. <laughs> execute on that plan. Well, yeah. I, I think my my takeaways from today's episode are: this is me and Clark. Be a good person. Follow <laughs> your passions. Cool. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I think uh, the very last point here is like we've kind of already hit it quite a lot, and I don't want to, you know beat the dead horse but like i do maybe want to sum up like if you are a listener you just came to the podcast you're listening to this episode what what is our intention i think for the takeaways for the audience like in starting this podcast together like yes it's fun for us to do it's fun for us to talk about this stuff but like i I think both of us came into this with like how can we how can we help others and what is it we want to help others do better do what they couldn't do before from listening mm-hmm. from listening and having a practice of listening to these episodes i mean i'll start i'll start on that so <laughs> one thing one thing is uh i would like our listeners through listening to these episodes to do a couple things i mean of course learn but learn improve their lives maybe take these practices and adopt them as they see fit into their own lives. But I think one thing that's super important and maybe the reason for the name Positivity Unleashed Podcast is to shift your perspective because our brains are always changing, right? Like as we grow up, our perspective in life changes as we learn. Hmm. And so I'm hoping that you, the listener, as you listen to these episodes, will get something that goes, whoa, 
oh, I didn't think about it that way before. Like today's episode would be leadership, right? It's like, whoa, I never really thought about how leadership applies to my life. How am I a leader? And I guarantee everyone, everyone to some degree has been put in a leadership position in some form or another. So I would love the listeners for this episode to ask yourself, like, how have you been a leader? How could you go into something uh, that you're passionate about that you could lead people and help others in? So definitely, I would love our listeners to use these episodes as a way to shift your perspective over time to be more positive. I'll say one last thing. When I was listening to Positive Brian, for example, the Instagram post that Brian used to do, it was as simple as like, you know, a 10 to 30 second video of him saying something positive. And that shifted my perspective just in the in the day and changed the way that I thought about like, oh yeah, like why am I being super negative today? I'm going to smile. I'm going to be positive. And so I hope that is what our listeners can really gain that they, you know, maybe are lacking mm-hmm. today. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, right? Like one thing that I know me and you, Clark, we, we thought about when we started this podcast is something that we would enjoy, right? Yeah. In the sense, like if I like was told, Hey, like someone just like put out this podcast and it's about this, like what I would want to listen to. And, and I know I would get a lot out of, it. and like, that's, that's, I think the direction that we're aiming for is, things that are gonna that we enjoy because when we enjoy it or or we get stuff out of it that makes us be more and more passionate about getting it out to you all about our thoughts ideas perspectives what it might be so um you know i I think a lot of the stuff that we talk about is aimed at really helping you in your day-to-day whatever it may be right whether it's mindset shifts whether it's different practices to use to have more energy throughout your day or, or to think a little bit differently or, or it's a kind of a way to keep anxiety or negative thoughts away or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, these different ideas, thoughts, perspectives that we have uh, are really aimed at, at helping you all and us as, yeah. as our own, as our own uh, leaders yeah. on this podcast um, to helping us really making sure we have better days, more successful days um, and that everyone's getting something out of it. So at the end of the day, I think as long as we are doing that and we are helping others and they're growing and they're learning and they're developing through these podcasts and they're having better days or even having a mindset change during that single day they listen to it. I think that's, that's what's really important to us and, and what we're aiming for. Couldn't agree more, Brian. Well, on that note, uh, do we have any concluding thoughts? No, like I said, just, just, uh, uh, you know, just keep, keep, keep working at yourselves, being a better person, learning, growing, developing. And, uh, you know, it's every every day is a new day, a new opportunity. So just always remember that. And every week, as you pointed out, I think one practice I'm going to implement is journaling at the beginning of my week, because as you said, every week is a new week. It's a start of a future of near future. And to like write down my intentions and goals for the week, that's powerful. And that's something I'm not doing before. So as we mentioned, this is as much for you as it is for us, because I always learn something from Brian. Brian always learns something from me. And hopefully we can all share that uh, with each other. So thank you all for listening today. I think this was, this was a fun episode to do. And I hope that, you know, you now, you now know who Brian and Clark are. Okay. We can move (laughs) on. We can move on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone really, really excited, uh, for next week. Um, we're going to be talking about a few different topics. One of those includes perspective. Um, so we're really excited to talk about that. So 
Tune in next Monday. Uh, we'll be having our, our episode five come out then. But until then, I hope everyone has an amazing rest of their week. And remember to keep mm. on smiling. Keep on smiling. All right. Bye, everyone.